Comedians, you're gonna see tonight stink. <laughs> Just kidding, they're all really funny. Welcome to the happy hour, the happiest of happy hours of one hour of comedy. It's actually two hours. We're gonna have an open mic from six to seven where people can be dirty and disgusting and horrible and say whatever they want. And then from seven to eight, we have an outdoor comedy show and it's clean. And that that's exciting. But don't gather. Yay. And I'm going to remember tonight to ask people to give me money. Uh, and speaking of that, uh, you can donate for the open mic. And when you do tonight, it's very special because the cookies are just on stage. So after you put your money in the jar, that filthy, filthy COVID money with all those disgusting things on it, uh, pick up a cookie. <laughs> They're COVID cookies too. Who knows what's in them? Uh, no witchcraft this week, I promise. They're just just weed, not um, nothing else. Okay, yay. So Okay, so here we are, and we have tons of time, because right now there's only one, two, three, four comedians, five including me, so you guys can go for kind of long or whatever, however, we'll see. How about, in, I'll, I'll honk you when I'm no longer entertained, or when you ask for a minute. <laughs> How much time do I have left? <laughs> are there two more comics that just showed up? Oh, whatever, well they ain't here now, so fuck them. <laughs> I was gonna... <laughs> Uh, first up at the mic, I believe he's the only person who actually signed up. Do you want to go first or do you not want to go first? Oh, then we should do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, but we can only have 11 people inside, so it's okay if people have to stand outside to watch you do comedy if there's other real people that want to see you do that. That's exciting. Okay, well, then we'll wait. That's fine. Rachel? Do you want to? Pancake? Sam can't, he's eating. Okay, everybody put your heads together. It's Rachel Pinson. What's up, guys? Hey. Hey. Don't ask the audience how they're doing. I heard that's not good to do. And I also don't care, so there's that. I uh, I wanted to tell a story. I want to tell a story the first time that I came to San Francisco. Are you okay? He just hit his head. Do we need an ambulance? Oh, good. <laughs> there's an ambulance coming already. <clears throat> So I was traveling around the hitchhiking and shit, the blind Shih Tzu, my beautiful piece of Shih Tzu, going around different places, Baby Lou. Uh, he ended up getting attacked by this dog, 
At the same time, my ex at the time found out his dad was dying. So we left for Montana. We went straight to California. And I had to, like, get rid of this dog because <laughs> he was dying. And I was, like, taking him to all these vets. And they're like, we won't help you because we don't have any money. Long story short, uh, I ended up giving him up for adoption. Um, but then that, that landed me in uh, San Francisco. And I was at the Civic Center. And there was like a fish show going on. And I'm like super bummed because like I love my dog, you know, like I was a seeing eye human. And uh, I'm just sitting on the lawn making jewelry because I'm a fucking hippie or whatever. And this guy comes by and he's like, doses, doses. And I was like, well, I'll take a free sample. And he's like, I'm only going to do this because I know that I have the best doses. And if I give you acid, you're going to tell all your friends to buy acid for me. So I took it and I'm like, none of my friends have money. That's hilarious. Um, <clears throat> but it worked. Uh, it was really good drugs. <laughs> and I'm tripping balls. And like, I was just in Montana at this hippie event. And like all these hippies that I saw there, like a lot of them were in San Francisco because it was like Jerry Garcia's death and birthday weekend. And it was like fish was in town. So I'm like sitting outside this fish show tripping balls. And this guy that I was like traveling with at the time he was like hey come with me and I'm like where are we going and like we start running I'm like why are we running and then we go into this building this really circular building and I walk in and everyone's dressed so nice and we're like going through this hallway and he's like shh I'm like why do we have to be quiet I don't know I don't know what's going on so he opens these doors and underneath us there was a symphony and as soon as we sat down, they sat down, they started playing. And they started doing, it was like uh, the San Francisco Symphony does the Grateful Dead. So it was like all these Grateful Dead songs and I'm tripping balls and everything's beautiful. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. And wait, is there a punchline to that? So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I started off, uh, I, I experienced classism because when I was like a, when I was just like a dirty homeless kid with like a backpack and a dog, these kids on Hate Street would come up to me and they'd be like, hey kid, you wanna do some acid with me? Like, sure, man. But now I live here and I have like a shower and I don't have to walk around with my backpack or my dog and the same kids come up to me and they're like, hey, excuse me, ma'am, would you like to buy some acid from me? And that's, that's classism. <laughs> One time I was sleeping in the park and someone just steals my backpack. And I'm like, what the fuck? There's nothing in there but a bunch of dirty clothes. Like what were they gonna do, sell my crusty underwear? Because I was gonna sell my crusty underwear and they took my hustle and that's not nice. I was in Atlanta once uh, and this guy comes up to me and he's like, oh, it's fucked up, man, it's fucked up. I just got arrested. I just got out of jail. Like, what happened? He's like, all I was doing was making love to my girlfriend in our own home. We just happened to be homeless. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Dow Jones, he was cool. <laughs> so one time, <laughs> I'm just like going to story time. So I had this blind shih tzu, like I mentioned, and I, uh, I went to Arkansas. Have you guys ever been to Arkansas? No. 
Arkansas is great for certain reasons, not political reasons or the people there. But what's cool about Arkansas is that there's so many quartz crystals everywhere. There's like if you go to Mount Ida, they're all over the ground, like all these beautiful quartz. They call them uh, Arkansas diamonds because they're just so like perfect, they're like perfect quartz. So I go there, like I'm just caravanning with a bunch of hippies. I end up in Mount Ida. We're finding all these rocks on the ground. We're like putting them together. We have, like a backpack full of shiny rocks. And, uh, and then a tornado comes through and then we get like, like reined in and we're like stuck into this. And in <laughs> we're like stuck in, um, in, like in where our camping place was cause it was all flooded. We're like, shit, like we're like missing the first day of the festival which I didn't have a ticket for anyway. So I'm like, okay, whatever. But then the, when the flooding stopped, we were able to leave and all of us went to this festival and my friends were like jumping over the fence and getting chased by security. And I just have this blind shih tzu and there's like mud up to my knees, right? And I'm like trudging through and I just like see a group of people. I just start walking with them. Like I'm supposed to be there. Nobody checked my ticket. It was fine. It was great. I just walked in there and then all of these people would like, all of these people, we would get anything we needed by trading these rocks from people who were not from Arkansas, right? Like all these like tourists, they're like giving us all kinds of shit. Like here's some pot for the shiny rock, you know, like here's like a little trinket for this. And it was so cool. It was so cool. And all the locals were like, these shiny rocks, I'm tired of stepping on the damn things. Like, what are you like? No, I don't want any of these courts. So I'm sitting there and I'm at the camp, the campground, right? Because I, I was with this blind shih tzu and we were like, I realized that like the best, most comfortable place to be was on the bus that kept going from the campground to the festival, to the campground, to the festival. And I just stayed on there. I was like so warm with this dog and my dog was getting warm too. And I'm like, oh, this is so good. And then finally he's like, this is the end of the ride. You have to get off this bus. So I'm like, okay, shit. So I, I didn't have my shoes or any of my gear because my road dog at the time, the guy I was traveling with was like, I don't even know where he was, you know, I'm just like, so I like find his car magically. And I'm like, I guess I'll just sit here until he gets here. And I'm like, so cold, you know, and these people gave me a chair. And then <laughs> so I was like sitting there, like holding the shih tzu for warmth, like, it's gonna be fine. He's gonna get back here. And then he comes back and he's like tripping balls. I'm tripping balls. I was like, ah, oh, spirit. His name was spirit. I was like, ah, oh, spirit, finally. Oh, this is so cool. You're here. <laughs> and <laughs> and we're sitting there and it was like this beautiful mountainscape and like this, this the sun was rising and we're just and he's just like this this right here no this is perfect this is perfect for dmt oh my god we need a deemster fairy where's the deemster fairy and then this guy comes out of nowhere i was like did somebody say dmt <laughs> It's like, yes, I did. Are you the Deemster fairy? Oh my God. And he's like, well, no, I don't have like DMT, but I got this ayahuasca. Like I went through all this thing. He like told us the extraction and he showed us this bottle of like really muddy water. <laughs> and he's like 50 bucks, man. It's two weak doses or one strong dose. And Spirit's like, man, I don't, I don't have any money. But I got shiny rocks. <laughs> he like pulls out this palette of quartz crystals. And the guy's like, what? This is so cool. Like, he was from Florida or some shit. He's like, oh my God, this is, whoa, these great, this is great shiny rocks. So he like gives, 
spirit the ayahuasca and then he's like sipping it and he kept calling it show juice and he's offering it to people he's like does anyone want to try this show juice is it I was like dude it's not even gonna work if i take a sip of it like you should just drink this show juice like meanwhile i'm ground scoring all these beers people left behind i'm like drinking all morning <laughs> like i'm like finally warm i got this and like he's going he's like tripping balls at this point the 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 rangers come and like he finds this like this awning this like awning and he's like playing with it and he's like what squilly do and he's squilly don't and then he's squilly over here squilly squilly and then like and then security guards try to take it from him. he's like they're trying to take my squilly they're trying to take so i'm like okay well you got that handled i'm gonna go take a shower because all the showers were unoccupied oh my god i need one so bad like, i was on the i was covered in mud so i take a shower i'm like so drunk i, I come out and this girl's like ma'am Ma'am, we're gonna have to ask you to leave because it's cleanup. It the festival's over. If you're not gone by 7:30, we're gonna have to call the cops. And like I look up and I see my friend like going back and forth. He's like in the spirit room. And she's like, and your friend over there is way too drunk to drive. And I'm like, don't worry, I'll drive. And I'm like, super. I'm like, don't worry, we'll get out of there. It's like, okay, good. And we're like, we're out of here. So I like go up to spirit and I'm like, hey man, it's time to go. And we're like, before I said it, actually, he was like, it's time to go. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you're not driving. And I'm like, no, I'm not. So we get this like Honda Civic. And we're like going down the road and like uh, trying to find the, the seek refuge in the Walmart parking lot at the end of the hill, you know? And he looks over and he's like, man, I've never driven on ayahuasca before. And that's the story. Uh... She also identifies uh, as a witch. Our pronouns are we and us. <laughs> That's how we're working that out. Uh, that was 10 minutes. That was perfect. You did a solid 10, just so you know I timed you. Yeah, that was great. That was so fun. I got to hear that story the other night, and it was, it was, it was, it was great. I'm so glad that you did it on stage. It's super funny, and I can't wait to hear it again. Yay, the spirit world. Are your people here, Thomas, or do you want to wait? They're here? Okay. Hey, your next comedian, he's the bringer. He brought the not audience. Uh, just so everybody knows, there's no more than 11 people in the room at any time. Everybody's socially distanced. There's gloves on the stage. If you, um, um, Rachel, did you grab a cookie? Grab a cookie. You got to grab a cookie. They're up there. Rachel, Rachel, you just grab a cookie. She just, always free on Tuesdays from 4 to 6. It's a great show. It's about the Rainbow Gathering, and she has camped in, in all kinds of places, and you heard a great story about that. She's a traveler, man. Uh, you're... Next comedian uh, has a mustache that looks like he wants to travel all over the United States on its own motorbike. I feel like it's just gonna, I feel like it's gonna get a motorcycle and go on without you. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Thomas. I get a little horny and I'm on a little funky. Give me something back a little make fun of it. Roll around without a mind of try to Oh, happy Friday night, everyone. If it weren't for this, I'd be so bored. In fact, Probably the rest of the week, when you don't see me here, you just see me, you just hear about me existing, you know, when you ask me how I was. I was probably bored. I was probably bored, and I'm just telling you it's fine, because uh, I can't just get into that right now. Um, but I've been so bored. Uh, as it's catching up to me, like, honestly, you know, I felt like I would have enough to do, even though it's only two years into quarantine. Like, I thought that, I would have not run out of hobbies by now, 
you know, I started knitting for a while. That was nice. But I just can't bring myself to knit and crochet another queen-size quilt. My fingers have been worked to the bone. The bone, I say. So I need something to watch. And, uh, you know, usually people would just, you know, recommend, send me TikTok videos. But I know that that is brain poison. So I'm not going to watch that stuff. And uh, I've been kind of digging deep to find, like, what is really the most comforting thing that I would love to watch right now? And it's definitely old seasons of The Bachelor and Bachelorette. 100%. Absolutely weird. Um, but it's also, at the same time, the greatest love experiment ever put on film. One top prize and 30 hopeless idiots and six weeks to find your soulmate. Uh, it's amazing there aren't more lawsuits about around that show. Um, I truly feel like, you know, before before COVID, like I'd watch it for like, right, the drunk fights and, you know, the the trips and the heartbreak and just the useless mumbo jumbo that comes out of these people's mouths. Like, I like really feel like I'm starting to reach a point where I'm thinking about falling for you. What the fuck does that mean? Do you love me or not? I just want somebody to look them right in the eye and just challenge their beliefs. But um, no, uh, it's gotten to a point where now with the COVID, like I'm looking at it and it's like a thing that could only exist pre-COVID. It's like if you told your friends tomorrow that you kissed 10 girls in one night, pre-COVID, they'd be like, hell yeah, my boy's getting it. If you go back to your roommates and say you you kissed 10 girls yesterday, they'd be like, are you trying to fucking murder us? You sociopath. Have some respect for yourself. It's gotten really out of hand. It's like, you know, so I mean, obviously that show is not going to reach a point where it can like do its thing again. You can't do it the same way. So I propose an alternative. This is going to be on Netflix little edgier, little more production value. Uh, you know, you get people, it's a COVID dating show. So people are wearing masks. You can only see their eyes. You know, their teeth could be fucked up. Their nose could be fucked up. Everyone's got to be six feet apart. So if you get drunk, you can't pull weaves. You have to like throw shit at people. Like, right, it's a little bit more tactile. It's a little bit more athletic and shit, you know? And like they can't touch, they can't hug, they can't kiss, you know? So how are they gonna show affection, you might ask? Ah, there's the rub. See, it's like, it's like regular Bachelor but with a twist. Because before you could actually show affection and now you have to uh, basically, you know, keep your distance. So I'm assuming, I'm, I'm envisioning 30 contestants, one top prize, one iPhone with an app that controls 30 vibrators inserted into said contestants. And just let it roll, baby. Just give that, give one man or woman, oh yeah, it's going the other way too. If give that person that much power, that's the only maybe like philosophical dilemma, but it would lead to some really, really great, some really, really great moments, you know what I mean? Guy gets on the treadmill, maybe forgets to like close out of that screen. And he's just like, for like an hour straight, just like making everyone buzz. Just like fucking walking around like.
or like maybe a more serious date, you know, where it's like, like the two of them, and it's like, Jackie, I really just appreciate you opening up tonight about your mom's pill addiction and your dad's conviction and subsequent suicide. I think it takes a lot of courage and uh, even more courage to face, you know, having no father for your son and a special needs little sister. I just want you to know that I love you and I'm here to support you. Do you feel that? Do you feel that? Oh man. How much time do I have? Do I have another minute? Alright, cool. I could this is all I have, so here we go. Uh there's a guy at my work who calls me T Graz and I'm like, cut that shit out. It's one thing if like the very cool guy at work were to call you T Graz, you'd be like, Hell yeah. Mitch, something cool, but this is like the nerdiest man at my work, and he tries to put this coolness on me, and it's like, I don't want anything to do with what you think is cool, Colby. Don't put a J-Lo name. I mean, you got to earn that. Jennifer Lopez, J-Lo, All-Star Skateboarder, Paul Rodriguez, P-Rod, right? Academy Award-winning actress, Jennifer Lawrence, J-Law. Supermodel, Gigi Hadid, Jihad. <laughs> Maybe she could go by Jiha. I don't know if she actually, because I don't know if she goes by Jihad. That's probably not right. If she goes by Jihad, it sounds like a gangster cowboy, and I don't know if that would be really the best thing for her either. Um, That's it. You guys have fun? That's it! Thomas! You did a solid seven minutes. Good for you. Yay, take a cookie. Take a cookie. There's 20 milligrams in the cookies. Oh, you did it. You haven't taken a bite yet. It's okay. You'll be fine. And it's, it's just, it, you'll be fine. Uh, yay, you're all here at the happy hour. Um, everybody should take a seat. There's uh, How many people are in here now? Because I have to count. Oh, Sam's bag is in a bag. It's not a person. You can take his bag and put it on the ground in that chair over there. Counts as a... The bag is not a the bag is not a princess, so the, um, Will Brown can sit over there in that in that chair, and then there's enough chairs for everybody six feet apart. Yay! Um, Sam, do you want a Mad Dog with pancake and see who goes next? Do you want a Mad Dog with pancake and see who goes next? You don't care. You do you want to go next or do you want to go not next? What do you want? It's you, pancake, me, Will Brown, and Luke Moore. Well then, Luke, Luke Moore's. Or, are you ready? Okay, everybody, it's Sam Carroll! Yay! Hello. 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 You guys got essential jobs? You got essential jobs? You collecting unemployment? You're smart, smart, very, very smart. You got a side hustle? Y yes. Uh, comedy's easy to infiltrate. I work for the FBI, Shari. You're fucked. Stop taking our taxpayer money. I'm tired of it. You will like this next joke, though. It's about history. So, uh, the history of the word lesbian comes from the island of Lesbos, where women who practiced 
oral sex on another women were banished for their abhorrent sexual behavior by the Greek men of the day and their 10-year-old boyfriends. You know, the, the, mayor, the mayor shut down porn. She said porn wasn't essential. Yeah. How does she sleep at night, though? How does she sleep at night? If it's anything like me, it's by rubbing one in. She sent, she sent cops over to the porn studios to try and shut it down, you know? Shut it down with cops. She doesn't know what happens when cops show up to porn sets. You guys know what happens when cops show up to porn sets? Yeah, they waste our goddamn taxpayer money. It's not cool. So, uh, my mom... No, I'm gonna do that one. I don't know. I had a friend lose his job recently. It was not essential. Uh, you know, I got sad about it. Called the suicide hotline. To see if they had any openings. And they did. He got a job. It was volunteer work. He didn't know that though. He thought he was going to be paid in cash and not purpose. You know? And he called me up. He's like, hey, did you know this suicide hotline gig was pro bono? I was like, yeah, what'd you expect? He said, commission. It's <laughs> like, what? You're, like, you're pitching people's lives like it's on QVC? Like it's a product they can't live without. So, oh yeah, 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 that's good. Can I can I have that one? Oh uh, yeah, but I want royalties. My mother is my mother is very f afraid. She comes and she talks to me at night. That's when she likes to talk to me. And uh, she she's like I'm I'm afraid of COVID. I'm afraid I'm gonna die. I'm like mom, that's ridiculous. You're already dead. People are like, you shouldn't joke about that. That could, that could come true. Because my mom's not dead. It's a joke about my mom being dead. Like, that could come true, right? If if God kills my mom because I made that joke at Mutiny Radio on Friday afternoon when the sun's still out, that would mean one thing, and it's that like God has a terrific sense of humor. <laughs> and he must love me. And he would never kill mommy. My mother is very much alive. She's alive. Uh... She is worried about this nonsense going on, though. She sat me and my sister down the other day, and she's like, before I die, I want, I want grandchildren out of you, too. I was like, Mom, don't you think they'd come out a little fucked up? And then my sister pitches in. My sister pitches in. She goes, yeah, also, you know, the climate, politically speaking, it's not the best time to let the whole world know we're fucking. The thing about buying dick pills off the internet is that they advertise discreet packaging. But when it comes to your house, it's just in a normal cardboard box. Like any other kind of box. You know, no invisibility cloak or nothing. The type of box that you bring it inside and your girlfriend goes, what's in the box? It's not very, not very discreet. You know, you gotta tell her it's in your best interest. It's even worse when you're going through your girlfriend's mail, you know, open up her... Packages and shit, being a good boyfriend. And uh, it's dick pills. And they're not even in your size. 
<laughs> I said, one is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Microphone applause break. You know, uh, I had another friend that lost his job. Uh, wasn't essential. It's because he, he got automated. His shit got automated. A robot took his job and then fucked his girlfriend. <laughs> terrible. Terrible. Everything's getting automated nowadays, though. You know, you got bank tellers. Bank tellers are getting automated by ATMs. You get those guys that used to wash your wheels, dry your car off at the end of a car wash, by the big fan at the end of the car wash, you know, all that shit, you know. Gigolos getting automated by Hitachi wands. That's the most tragic, I think. By big vibrator, stealing honest American jobs. It's vibrator AI. Fucking big vibrator. Big dildo needs to step the fuck back, yo. Dick pill companies are advertising to girls, though. They are. It's nefarious. They're hoping to make it the new norm, you know? A girlfriend... When it comes time to have sex, sexy sex with her, she gives you the condom, she gives you the pill. Put this on, take this, let's have a wonderful time. You know, because men perform better on dick pills than, than not. This is, a, this is a true fact, you know, but this is, this is not good for us men. We're about to embark on the steroid era of what used to be casual sex. You gotta shut this shit down. Write to our congressman, Marshawn Washington. You know, big dick pill is in bed with big girlfriend. Done with it. It's shitty. Shitty shit. Let's see what else. I don't, I don't fucking. I think that was it. I think that was it. You guys are so fucking awesome. Sam <laughs> <laughs> Carol, everyone. Yay. Yay. And then yay. Uh, you did six and a half minutes, just so you know. Of all new stuff, pretty much almost. Uh, all right. Is it Luke Moore or Pancake or Will Brown? Will Brown's in here, so let's go. Well, I'm just seeing what people are, where they are and the whatnot. It's hard to see in here. Are you, you're ready to go? Everybody put your hands together for Will Brown. Yay! Oh, my God. Thank you. Hello, hello. Oh, my God. Seriously, you're a young man. You need dick pills? I don't know how it... What's it gonna be when you're six? When you're like 45? That's like. Okay, a friend of mine. I mean, I do know a few people that are like porn star esque, and he did an injection. He's 28 years old. No, they inject a thing into your dick, so it's like that's like the porn. Like that's the next level. Yeah. He didn't need it. He was 28, and his dick was hard all the time and it was like why he was like it was like new year's i wanted to like take it up a notch and i'm like your dick's hard all the time dude it will not go down and then so he ends up at the emergency room like after the erection lasts for like 18 hours he was like okay this isn't cute anymore <laughs> yeah he went through it they have to like put a needle in your dick and pull the blood out to make the erection go down yeah, it's, I'm not even kidding. This is all true. But, um, so like, just enjoy your normal, youthful, okay, you're right. 
my body, my choice, right? Okay, I got you. But um, yeah, is anybody uh, spending more time at home? <laughs> like recently, I know I have been. Uh, binge watching RuPaul's Drag Race, if anybody's a fan. It's so good. Um, but then it just makes the rest of my life seem so boring that I have to, to get through my to-do list every day. I have to like invent drag personas to get each chore done to make it more entertaining for myself. So it's like, okay, uh, I got new keys made for my apartment. Uh, mission accomplished. I am a compilation keys. Um, I... I uh, I got it to the bank and I got my checks cashed. I'm Keisha checks, uh, and then I have to like act it out and like, you know, uh, ooh, uh, that door, that wobbly door. I fixed it with a screwdriver. I am the drag queen formerly known as Dora Jar. I did, I did my workout, I did my HIT workout. Uh, I did 30 push-ups in 30 seconds. I'm, 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 uh, oh fuck, I'm a uh, Wilma Titsgro. <laughs> I did it, I made it through my to-do list. Thank you, RuPaul. Giving in ways that he doesn't even know. He's not even aware of the ways that he's helping me out. Entertainment, but um, I am, I'm a heteronegative man, so I do enjoy RuPaul, even though I'm not into the women's per se, I do love watching drag queens, I don't know why, I don't know why, I guess they're just like being their, their best selves, they're just doing what they want to do, it's like nice to see. Uh, so I'm heteronegative, I'm also, uh, my gender pronouns are yes sir and no ma'am, so I'm a little fluid. Uh, a little history lesson for those of you guys that remember before the internets, before the interwebs, before the apps, people used to put little ads in the back of like the city paper that comes out every week. And I mean, I would just read them for pure entertainment because they scared the fuck out of me. I was like, I don't know what these things are. So where a lot of the acronyms came from, GWM, ISO, GLM. Uh, Greek active, French passive. Does anybody know what that means? Anybody, anybody? So G, GWM, I'm a GWM, gay white male. GLM, gay Latino male. ISO, you guys know that one, right? Like it's in search of, oh my God. Okay, this set that I wrote is for an older gay male audience. <laughs> than is currently in the room at the moment. But I'm a teacher. I'm willing to teach. Teacher, ISO, student. And then you have to use the vocabulary word right away in a sentence. Teacher, ISO, student. No, I'm just silly. So, okay, so Greek active means your Greek is, is, was code word because you couldn't use all the sexy words that you want to use in the newspaper ad. So Greek active, Greek is like, you know, uh, you referred to it. Uh, Greek is anal, French is oral, not kissing. Yeah. So if you're Greek active, you're a top. If you're Greek passive, you're a bottom. If you're French, 
active, you give the blowjob. If you're French passive, you get the blowjob. And I'm French passive unless it's a French bread pizza. And then I become active again. I'll get in there for a French bread pizza. But yeah, so a little history lesson. Um, God damn it, my Google Doc always crashes. I'm looking for millennial tech support. <laughs> and I've only got a minute left, so I don't even know what else I'm gonna say right now. I'm just gonna freestyle it. Um, oh, what was your favorite drag name? Can I do, I like to do audience participation. What was the favorite, just call it out. Compli okay, so I led with a good one. Wait, and so I fucked it up. I was gonna, I was gonna have everybody vote on the best drag name by applause, and then I'd be like, "Oh my god, I feel like I just want a pageant, like the drag queens do." Okay, thank you. Hey, Will Brown, everybody! Hooray! Hooray! They're twenty milligrams, so be careful. Yay! Woohoo! All right. They're THC. Are those acronyms everybody understands? It has, it has THC. That's Thai hydrocannabinoidal whatever the fuck it is, hydrocannabidabidal. Your next comedian, he's probably on the tetrahydrocannabidabidal. <laughs> he likes, I don't know. I'm just cannabidabidus. Put your hands together for Luke Moore. <laughs> My name is Luke Moore. I'm horny. I, uh, I, I don't want to be here. No, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, you know, it's just like you get in the mood. Like you get hungry, for instance. You want to eat. You get hangry. That's where you're so hungry that you're angry. Or you're so angry that you're hungry. You know. And <laughs> you, you ever heard of horngry? That's where you're so, that's where you're everything. That's called, horngry, that's called bad mental health. Yeah. COVID slowed down my dating life. It's a good thing, because I was getting too horny. Too horny, so horny, my dick got sunburnt. So horny. I tried to hook up with a girl with the same last name with me. So horny, I went to Panda Express like five days in a row. Okay, horngry. So horngry. Okay. Yeah, I did try to hook up with a girl who I shared a last name with. You know, more. You make excuses when you get that horny. You're like, oh, more. That's a common last name, you know. Mandy Moore, my first celebrity crush. Sarah Moore, you know, my cousin. You know, <laughs> you make excuses, you know. Yeah, I told my friends, guys, I'm done with the crazies. You know, I just want to get married. I told my friends that, you know, and they're like, why would you want to get married? That means only one person for the rest of your life gets to slop on your knob. You know, like that's a bad thing. You know. I tell them, you know, what if, what if getting your knob slobbed on isn't the most important thing, you know? And what if I told you I don't have a knob? I have a handle, door handle. 
you know. Okay. I want some holy matrimony, though. That's the only thing that could handle my door handle. Is holy matrimony. If it's holy guacamole, I don't want it. If it's holy macaroni, I don't want it. Not even holy macarena. I don't even want that. You know. I want holy matrimony. I want to get married. You know. I want to like contort my body into a heart shape and like propose to somebody. You know. It sounds painful. I don't know. That's what I want. You know, 2020, we're in the 20s. It's not all bad. Everyone's saying like, oh, it's going downhill. You know, end of the world. You know, it's not all bad, though. Like, you look around, no one plays the guitar anymore. There's no... <laughs> it's not bad, you know. You go to a park, no one's playing a guitar. And see, guitar dudes, they're extinct now, pretty much. Guitar dudes, like used to, you had to worry about them stealing your girlfriend. So now you don't have to worry about that. You know, they're all old. Guitar dudes are all old. They're like, you know, like 311 has a 401k now. You know, Jimmy E. World ate the world. You know, and he has diabetes. So third eye blind. His other two eyes are blind now. <laughs> you know, glaucoma, cataracts, you name it. He's, you know, he's blind. I don't know, man. You know, it's 2020. We know a lot now. We know a whole lot. Like, there's a thing called trans people. Okay, we know that. There's a thing called black people, you know. <laughs> and their lives matter, right? We know this, you know, we know this. Now, I've listened extensively to Rage Against the Machine. So, I agree with a trans woman's right to rage against her peen, you know? I agree. And, I, okay, look, I know I'm a white piece of shit, okay? I know. I know I'm, a, I'm cis white scum. I've been called this on the internet, okay? I know these things, you know? I don't know. You know, I know I'm, I'm a white guy. I'm not supposed to have white power, you know? But it's okay, because I have white privilege, which is like way better. It feels great. And I also have a thing called white pleasure. Now, a lot of people don't know about white pleasure, but let me tell you, it it feels great. It feel, white pleasure is like drinking a glass of milk. It mm mm mm. It feels good. Mm. Behind closed doors, white pleasure. Ooh, boy, do we enjoy it. Mm. And this glass of milk is not cow milk. It's goat milk. Okay. So it's not for everybody. And if you don't like goat milk, we can do oat milk, you know. Take the G off. Oh, yeah. Man, I got a weird family being white. I got this uncle. He's really into bestiality and necrophilia. 
I know, it was like, pick one, you know. <laughs> but he's like, no, I like both, you know. And he, he goes on and on, you know, my Uncle Wayne. He's like, I like necrophilia and bestiality, uh, you know. And we're like, okay, Uncle Wayne, we get it, you know. You're beating off a dead horse now, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'll leave you on this. I got one more uncle, my Uncle Ed. He's uh, he's stuck in the 80s. You know, you know anyone like that stuck in the 80s, man? See, he's literally stuck in the 80s because he's a time traveler. And he went to the 80s, and his time machine broke there. And, you know, that's the last we saw of him. You know, we miss him. You know, I miss, miss my Uncle Ed. You know? Thank you. Luke Moore, good night. Yay, Luke Moore! You did a solid seven minutes, just so you know. That was amazing. Yay. Have a cookie. Have a cookie. Have a cookie. Uh, yay. Uh, so there's like, uh, David, David, did you want to go tonight? It's it, your, is your, your name's not David. Did your Henry, I'm sorry, Henry, did you want to go tonight? Are you okay tonight? Okay. Oh, on Monday, the workshop. Cool. Okay. Uh, so we have one last comic and then me, if I decide to do my jokes, but I'm going to do them at the opening of the next show anyway. So whatever, I don't have to, um, but uh, I, I have new jokes too. Put your hands together, everybody. It's pancake. Yay. Oh, no dead air, no dead air. Hi, I'm uh, Pancake. Oh, shoot. I had all this steam, but, uh, you know, pleasantries had to be made. I, I don't like being taken out of the moment. Um, this whole COVID thing is driving me nuts. Anyone else? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I really need this audience mic'd up um, when I'm performing. Because the little subtle um, cracking of the lips when, they, uh, when, th when they're chapped, when they smile, you know? It's just a little HDMR. Um, you guys, <clears throat> I... I, I love living in America, but to a point, um, like, uh, I, I can't stand to see my fellow man, uh, struggling to, uh, roll a blunt, um, because, uh, well, yeah, not just you, my friend, no, not just you, young man in the front row, um, there are several people who struggle, and I see them all day and night, uh, they can't split for nothing uh, with their fingers. Uh, oh, yes. Hello. Welcome. We got another another comic in the house. She might do a set. Um, I invited some people here. They're all here um, uh, on my Zoom call in my pocket. I put them on mute, but uh, they can hear me for show. And... Uh, I'm the I'm the host. So last time I checked, there were about um, twelve hundred people in there. Started out with fifteen thousand. Um, 
Uh, I got a nice little fan base now. I, I just got my first photo taken with a fan at uh, uh, after an event in the park. Um, he was asking me for drugs first, but he we did we did do the photo op, and he flashed some some signs. I'm not able to repeat uh, on over the air. <laughs> and uh, well, if I if I put a name to it, it, it wouldn't be any fun at that point. I'm sorry. I'm not making eye contact with people. <laughs> um. Um. Oh, this isn't helping. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm Pancake, uh, the syrup king, and I'm going to go to some prepared material now. Um, if I ever were to... No. Um, uh, let's see here. Let's see here. My roommate uses, I guess, uh, the same brand, scent, and strength deodorant as me. Um, so... Uh, uh, it's just puzzling for me because this guy won't share anything and, and I'm sharing something very personal. Okay. I'm sharing toiletries with a guy who won't even share his poly girlfriend. <laughs> did you, did a, uh, we're all in the Bay. We all know some, some tech brothers and sisters out there and, um, we, uh, we, uh, did you guys ever hear the rumor of, uh, the man who, who, uh, who was a failed software engineer? Yes. But, uh, he, he married his computer nonetheless. Uh, she, she, she took all the calculations and was like, yeah, it's worth the risk. And, uh. But oh, this very tragic thing. It, this is where it gets a little edgy. Okay, their children weren't released fully developed. <laughs> um, thank you. Um, now, if I ever were to wear blackface continuously, I would only do it while I'm driving to confuse the the cops that pull me over. And I'm, I'm just going to wipe my cheek off. Surprise. <laughs> um, I, I was followed by a caravan of cars. They were undercover. They got the whole thing. Why are you tasing me? Why? Because my registration is out of order? Because I don't have insurance? Because I haven't paid taxes in four years? I thought it was because of the other thing. Um, I, you know, the the longer my hair gets, the more the more it uh, looks like I want to hurt people. <laughs> uh, but that's that's not my bag. No, no, this this is my bag right here. Uh, I uh, let the let the uh, record show that I held up a bag with a lot of m mechanical sounds inside. <sighs> I'm Pancake, and um, you've been very entertaining yourselves. Uh, 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 you, wait, that yeah, I said that right. Hey, you, I, I was enjoying your company as well. I'm glad I'm gonna be in all of your memories. <laughs> Thanks for being in mine. I'm not running the light. 
I'm walking off stage now. Clip clop, clip clop, clip clop. Pancake, everybody! Okay, so <clears throat> we just had one person enter, so someone has to leave for me to be in compliance. I'm sorry, I gotta be gotta be in compliance. Well, you either that, but you either go up now or you don't go up, sweetheart. This is it. You want to go up? This is the time. If you don't, that's it. Do you want to go up on stage? It's up. This is a yes or no question. Do you want to go up on stage right now? Okay, everybody, Alessandra, yeah! I don't even know what I'm gonna say. I haven't done anything in four months. I've basically vegetated for the whole fucking lockdown. Anybody has done the same? It's a very fruit. It's, it's really good. You vegetate throughout the whole pandemic. That's it. You don't finish all your project that you were doing. You don't stop doing all the drugs that you were supposed to stop. None of it. You actually do more. And if you weren't drinking, you start drinking. That was me. I haven't drank, but I did start drinking during the pandemic. And um, yeah, and then I start smoking again. I was like, fuck it. Uh, and, uh, and I'm still single, which was my old joke about being single. It's still there. It hasn't changed. Actually, during pandemic, you become not only single, but you become depressed and single. And then you lose a lot of friends because everybody has, you know, all this. We're all politically divided. So we're losing friends. We're losing everything, you know, freedom, everything. That's uh, me. But I'm still single. And um, as a friend says, you know, it's like, oh, staying single is good. I'm like, yeah, maybe during the pandemic it's very good. It's not good at all. Like, yeah, you just need your toys. I'm like, bitch, you fucking kidding me. You know what you sound like? You sound like one of those fake vegan, you know, those vegans that says they're vegan, right? They go to the store, they look for substitute cheese, substitute meat, substitute everything. I'm like, fuck you. That is not being vegan. You see, you know, it's like the same thing. Being single with toys, same thing. I'm like, no, I, I like the real meat, you know, the real thing. Give me the fucking cock, you know. <laughs> I want some silicone shit over there. I'm like, sorry, not thanks with battery. No, I like the real heart pump, real battery. The real shit, you know. <laughs> sorry, but you know, that's uh, my choice. But then I do like to be single. When guys are like, God, do we want to sleep together? And I'm like, yeah, we're just at sex and you already want to sleep with me? It's like, sorry, I only, I sleep alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love that, you know, because I sleep like this, like a crucifix. And then, and guys also, they sleep like this and I'm like, get away from me. I need one of those mega bed, how do you call them? You know, not the California King, because fuck that. You know, I need um, one of those emperor size bed. <laughs> Actually, because we're now in this really fascist thing, I need the supreme leader bed. <laughs> Give me a supreme leader. One of those beds that are just as big as this room that I can run and bring my, all my friends and we all have like a big orgy. And then everybody goes home and sleep on their own. That's it. That's my bed. I like that. <laughs> yes. 
And um, yes, you guys, I haven't showed you who I really am because, you know, being single in my situation, it's really hard. It's very simple, actually, because when I show who I really am, people are like, some of you haven't seen me. Then people are like, oh, yeah, I see, you know, because um, I was abducted by alien at some point. And they put me up in that spaceship, you know, with the little abduction device, the thing that goes like, and you go up the spaceship, and then I lost consciousness. But when I came back, there was a pandemic going on, and then I looked like this. You see? <laughs> and that's how the alien did to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Thank you, guys. I love you. And uh, yes, stay free. Not stay safe, stay free. <laughs> and you take off your pants. Oh, Sandra Bellatini, yay! And then yay! 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 All right, I'm gonna put some music up. Uh, we're gonna all go outside. We're gonna figure this stuff out. Uh, it's all gonna be a good time. Yay! La 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 la. Take off your pants. Take off your pants. Take off your pants. La 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 la. Take them off your pants. Take off your pants. Your pants. Your pants. La 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 la. All together now. Let's take off our pants. 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 La 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 la. Thanks.
Bifurcated, you know what I'm saying, poor Tonky. Tonky the talking bear, they installed all this machinery up in his head, in his fro down where Tonky talks from, in his lungs and his eyes, they installed these little machines, gears, things all up in his butt. Poor Tonky. Tonky the Talking Bear. Tonky the Talking Bear. Tonky the Talking Bear. He's suffering, 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 suffering. Poor Tonky, poor Tonky. All them machines. Machines, 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 machines. Machines, 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 and his butt, and his butt, and his butt, and his butt, and his butt. Tucky the talking bear. Tucky the talking bear. Tucky the talking bear. Tucky, 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 Tucky the talking bear. Tucky's. All mad, goddamn, he's mad as hell. He's got a dick, and he's gonna put it up in your butt. Hell, that bear got a dick, and he gonna use it. Watch out for Tonky's dick. Tonky gonna make you come like the San Francisco earthquake. Could be made 
that Tuggy has been forced to bypass the mirror stage, resulting in some sort of arrested emotional development, perhaps stranding Tuggy in the twilight world between the symbolic and the imaginary. In any case, Tuggy's revenge against the scientists is without a doubt sexual in nature. He is going to use his penis against them for their transgressions, against the unquestioned quote, natural and there can be no doubt that to be anally penetrated by Tunky the talking bear is a severe punishment indeed. Check, check. Okay, that's loud enough. All right. Hey, it's just after 7 o'clock. We're ready to get started for the outdoor show. People will eventually not gather. It will be amazing. Hey, no, no gathering. Don't gather here. But do stand six feet across the street or away from each other. There is free, clean comedy. We can do it together. We can be clean. All the comics were like, no, we can't be clean. And I was like, there's neighbors and children. We're going to do it. You can be funny and be clean. It's okay. We're going to do it together. I'm excited about tonight. Uh, my everything here tonight is completely vintage. All right, yeah. My bracelet is from the 60s. Yeah, it's it's Bakelite. Rad, right? My My dress is from the 90s. Yeah, my jacket is from the 80s, and I am from the 70s. Oh, I am so old. Ah! This, this, uh, this, this mask I've been wearing 
It's 130 days old. <laughs> I haven't washed it. Does that make it vintage? <laughs> like, what is it? When you go to a store and you buy something and it smells like that other person, doesn't that just make you feel like the ghostly presence in your heart? You're like, yes! Cool. No, I'm, I'm super old. You know that you're old when you have to put on reading glasses to pack your bong. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I forgot how pretty weed was. Like, I had my reading glasses on. I'm like, oh, my God, weed is beautiful. There's all these trichomes and bicombs and, like, crystals on it. Wow. And then I saw my fingernails, and I was like, oh, my God, is that what they look like? Ah! <sighs> I bite my nails in COVID. What's more disgusting, that I bite my nails in COVID or that I haven't washed my mask in 130 days? What is grosser? Like, I don't know. I'm afraid to put my reading glasses on at other times in my life because then I'll see what I really look like. And um, I've been beer goggling myself for a couple years. And I kind of like it. You know, like, Let's not burst the facade, friends. Let's pretend. These are not the hairs you're looking for. <laughs> they were, what? I looked down at my thighs. I thought a spider crossed, I thought a spider crawled across my nether regions. No, that was just my pubic hair. That was, it's not. Put the glasses on, it's completely different. <laughs> it's with the mask, it's the same right now. Like I'm a San Francisco six. I was a San Francisco six, but now I'm a COVID 10. Uh, because when they, when a, when a man says, I want to see your pretty mouth, girl, like it means something different in these COVID times, doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't. Also, girl, I identify as a witch, not a girl, okay? My pronouns are we and us. Get on board. I'm a witch. <laughs> cool. Uh, I actually used to be a cheerleader for God. Uh, there is only one God, and he is the sun God. Raw, raw, raw. Cool. Believe in that. Uh, no, actually, I was a cheerleader. I was a cheerleader for Christ. That's real. Uh, I know, really? I used to be a zealot. <laughs> I used to be a, yeah. Okay, so I have to have your help on this, okay? Give me a K. K. Give me an I. I. Give me an A. Give me an L. L. Who do the Jews kill? Jesus. Jesus. Put those nails in my hands. We'll all go to the promised land. Yay. 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 We all get 12 mansions in heaven. Yay. The only thing that sucked about being a Christian cheerleader is that the skirts were really long, which are not sexy, and that my butt always hurt from protecting my virginity. Also not sexy. I used to do this thing called Bible delving. I don't know if there are any other big Christians in the house, big raised with some morals or whatever. It's cool. I don't know. Christianity is so weird. Like I wasn't allowed to have an invisible friend. I always wanted to have like a four foot tall gray cat that was my friend that would like sleep with me and I could pet it at night. And I was like, I love you, huge cat, invisible friend. And my parents were like, you can't do that, eight year old creative Pam. But you can hold the hand of a 33 year old bearded man and talk to him every night on your bed. You can be best friends with this guy who loves all the little children. And nobody's worried about that at all. <laughs> Cool. Hey, I, why, gee, I wonder why I have a beard fetish. <laughs> Thanks, mom and dad.
No, but I used to do this thing called Bible delving, where you go out into the wilderness and uh, you sit on, you know, a stump in the forest, you know, where Jesus does all his magic and you open up your Bible with your eyes closed and you pray. You say, Jesus, show me what you need me to see. Show me what you need me to know. And you run your finger down and open up your eyes. And mine were always about sodomy. (laughs) I couldn't get out of Leviticus. You know what I mean? Like, what's going on? My favorite Bible verse is actually Leviticus 20.12, which is if you sleep with your father-in-law, you should both be stoned. I love to be stoned. (laughs) Also, my ex-father-in-law looks a lot like Barack Obama. (laughs) So this good-looking man, you know what I'm saying? Get all night. I miss Barack so much. Uh, I miss I miss Michelle even more. Like, do you miss Michelle so much more? Oh, I know her guns. Oh, like they're like get guns out of the hands of children. I'm like, ask Michelle to do that. She'll be like, I'll bring the guns. Get the guns out of the kids' hands. Let's do this together. But she did. Michelle cared about fat kids or whatever, and she like made them work out. And like she right, she's changed school lunches and like right. But what is Melania and Lani Lania? Melania? Who the, what? I don't even know her name. She hasn't spoke. I, what is, does anybody know what her name is? It's Melania. Melania. Melania? It's Melania. You don't even like, well, I don't know what her name is. She's first lady. It's fine. I was like, she should speak. She should say something. She has a platform right now. I hear she speaks four languages. I'm like, choose one. <laughs> Talk. I want to make fun of her accent, but I can't because I don't know what she sounds like. <laughs> I've never heard her speak. I don't even know what her name is. She's from like Slovenia or Slovakia. I don't know which country, but they both border Hungary. And my God, she's starving. Somebody feed her. Is she okay? Blink twice if you're okay. Show us on the doll where he touched you, Melania. Speak. Say something. Well, I thought that like, you know, and as a first lady, she's supposed to talk in these crazy times. She said nothing. Just say something, right? about anything. I thought that she would just sort of plagiarize Michelle and just pick up on her coattails and hate fat kids too, right? And well, and then she'd teach the kids, you know, she'd really be known as an environmentalist because she would champion bulimia. That sounds like a weird thing to get to. Bulimia is great for the economy. It makes kids four times the consumer, right? They consume four times the food, which is really important right now for the economy. Uh, And then she'd be known as an environmentalist because she'd teach the kids to vomit into the compost, right? Regurgitate, renew, recycle. Yeah, that high pH vomit compost is gonna be amazing on the wine vines in Napa. <laughs> like the 2020 Pinot Noir is gonna be amazing. Thank you, Melania. <laughs> Good. That's about as political as I'm gonna get. Bulimia is clean, right? This is, <laughs> that's the thing about COVID right now. It's a weird time to have an eating disorder. Like, I can't afford to be bulimic. I'm on food stamps. So, gotta be, gotta be anorexic because they uh, only give you about that much money to survive anyways. <laughs> you know, it's like, I have a granola bar in my backpack. I will survive the day. Cool. We're all gonna be okay. COVID. It's been, uh, we've been spending a lot of time alone. I get it, right? And I have to masturbate to my imagination it's so vivid that i masturbate to podcasts (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) i got a couple favorites on (laughs) a lot of fights (laughs) like fights (laughs) 
Uh, okay, we're going to get this show started, and it's going to be great and fun. I Actually, I don't even, like, have a lineup, so hi, Skater. He's under 21. We do not want him coming back. <laughs> it's, I, uh, I had my first abortion in 1995. Uh, I only, yeah, no, it's okay. I only have one regret about my first abortion. Uh, it was 25 years ago, you know? And my only regret is that I didn't have the kid. Well, so, because I could be having sex with all of his friends right now. You know, like, <laughs> it was a mistake not having that kid in 95, you know? We all have regrets. It's okay. Hey, people over there. Cool. Uh, I don't know. Let's go first. I'm staring at Rachel, but she doesn't have to. She's like looking behind her. Actually, Josh Kahn is ready. Josh Kahn is ready. You're ready to go up, aren't you? Aren't you? You're always ready. You've been sitting in there preparing. All right. Hey, everybody. Clap your hands wildly. You're at the outdoor show. Yay. Yay. It's a clean show. So all the comedians that go up, if you, if you do go up, you get one accidental F swear. And if you do a second, I drag you off stage with a hook. <laughs> I don't have a hook. I do have a cane inside, though, so everybody will be fine. No guitar tonight? No. Cool. That's good. All right. You're a first comedian. Put your hands together, everybody. Very funny guy. He had a great, great, amazing thing he did on Wednesday at Dolores Park. Uh, did, you didn't, did you really get arrested? Oh, he'll talk about it. Okay, cool. Because I, I left this moment. The moment I left, there were two rangers there, and I thought that I could defuse the situation um, by sexually harassing one of the rangers. I, I, I looked at him in his mask, and I said, hey, um, I hope that the rangers put out a calendar and they put you in it. Like, I can't see your mouth, but you have really pretty eyes. I thought, you know, by... It did not defuse the situation. <laughs> put your hands together. Everybody, for your com first comedian, Josh Kahn. Yay! Oh my gosh, thank you, Pam. Yes, it was Wednesday. It was like the last day for tax stuff. So that's the whole time when these park rangers are shutting down our open mic. I was just in their face. I was yelling at them. I was like, man, on the day that I paid my taxes, you have the, well, okay. I didn't pay my taxes, but on the day that I file an extension for my taxes, you have the, n okay, well, I didn't file an extension for my taxes, but on the day that my girlfriend files an, ex on the day that my girlfriend bookmarks the page that I'm supposed to go to to file an extension for my taxes, you have the nerve to come over here and waste my tax dollars shutting down a harmless open mic. They were just, it was ridiculous. And then a certain comedian, like, got, I don't want to say his name, but he, like, got in the way and he was like, oh, I'm such and such. This is my event and uh, this is my equipment and uh, it's my equipment. I'm like, I'm the one that's going to lose the equipment or get the ticket. But he's like, ah. And uh, the whole time he was distracting me. I just ended up yelling at the cops, and I wish that I had tried to make something funny out of it because I was the host, and that's what I'm there to do. If this guy had not been yelling at my ear, I would have gotten the cops, and I would have brought them to me, and I would have said, hey, cops, I'm going to do one bit for you guys, and then we'll shut down, and this is the bit that I was going to do, okay? It's a bit about how I don't want to talk about the big issues in society. I want to do something about the big issues in society, and the big issue in society is black heroin, and I pull out this small piece of folded paper and I say to these guys, I say, hey guys, I'm going to do a line of black heroin, the strongest black heroin that I could come by in front of you right now on the mic. What do you say? And then they freak out and they reach for their guns and their tasers or whatever like that. But I go like this, I go, oh, here I go, here I go, here I go. And I open it and I go, 
Harriet Tubman was born in March 1822 in Dorchester, Maryland. She was an American abolitionist and civil rights activist that smuggled some 70 slaves out of the South in a network of anti-slavery safe houses known as the Underground Railroad. What did you think I meant, officer? Oh, no, I'm on the ground. Oh, no, you're standing on my neck. Ah! It's not funny. But, uh, you know, at the same time, what are you going to do? Anyway, so that was a fun experience. That was not part of my set. Uh, I'm not getting charged for this time. How, how is it? It's so nice to see you guys here. I love being just in front of people that aren't this big on my phone, um, you know, and probably watching pornography instead of uh, talking to me. This whole quarantine, I've been on two websites the entire time, right? And you can guess what they are, Facebook and Pornhub, right? They're basically the same website, though. It's because, like, one website, you, like, you know, you nakedly expose yourself and do things that you'll regret and you immediately take down, but people have already screenshotted it and are jacking off to it. And the other website is Pornhub. And, uh, you know, like, if we're friends on Facebook, I probably, like, really don't like you. And really, like, I like my, I'm sorry, I like my friends on Pornhub a little bit better than I like my friends on Facebook, right? My friends on Facebook always have the same thing. They always, oh, donate to this cause, sign this petition, take this poll, something like that, right? And it takes a long time, you know. The, my friends on Pornhub, they all, it's like 30, 30 notifications, they all want the same thing. Let, let us watch you have sex with your girlfriend. Let us watch you have sex with your girlfriend. Let us watch you have sex with your girlfriend. All 31 requests, they all want the same thing. And it's just like, bam, it's done. All right, that worked. This has gone well. Clean set. This has gone well. Did I get the cane? Did I get the light? Okay. Um, uh, no, I care. I, I care. I'm not like a, I'm not a callous guy. Um, I care about people. Like on the way over here, for instance, uh, I was crossing the Bay Bridge. There was a guy sitting on the Bay Bridge with his legs dangling over like the ocean side of the Bay Bridge. And there was not cops yet, but there was like people that pulled over, right? They're all trying to be supportive trying to get him to come back over the other side. I wanted to be supportive too. I didn't want to be late for this, however. I just rolled down my window to be supportive and I was just like, let's go Oakland! To the guy. Because, no, no, hear me out. It's because everybody jumps off of the Golden Gate Bridge and at this point it's just so mainstream. I'm like, thank you for jumping off of the Oakland Bay Bridge, man. We want our own documentary. Thank you, sir. Uh... No, come on, cause no, but nobody wants to do it because they want to jump off of the iconic Golden Gate Bridge, right? Everybody wants to jump off of the famous thing. They don't want to die. They just want to nap in a hammock until the cops get there to, you know, to, it's like, come on, you know, if you really want to be hardcore, they just turned the Richmond Bridge into a footbridge, right? If you really want to be obscure, okay, go jump off of that thing. But nobody's going to do it, right? Because Richmond is basically like the Oakland of Oakland. Richmond is like the Mexico of Oakland. Come on. It's just to the, it's to the north, but yeah. I feel like you guys are not like really picking up these suicide jokes all the way. <laughs> Comedians really dig suicide jokes, especially during the quarantine, because during the quarantine, every single comedian that you're going to see is closer to hanging themselves than they are to being Robin Williams <laughs> with comedy clubs closed. Show me, wah, wah, come on. Somebody tried to 51. I'm not a suicidal I love life. I love living. I'm not a suicidal guy. So, somebody at work tried to 5150 me i'm not joking they tried to 5150 me and all that i said i was really frustrated about something i was like man this thing frustrates me so much i'm gonna put a bullet in my head and they didn't stop and if they would stopped to ask me i would have been like whoa man i just meant like put a bullet under my tongue you know for the minerally taste maybe like put it in my up my nose maybe in my like you didn't have to i didn't mean put it there like hundreds of miles an hour okay <laughs> that's suicide so I feel like suicide's working. 
You know, they prove historically marriage is the leading cause of suicide, right? Anthony and Cleopatra, Romeo and Juliet, right? Do you know that uh, Ava Braun married Adolf Hitler and then two days later, bam, kills himself? He probably had other stuff going on in his life. I'm just saying marriage is like the straw that pushed him over the edge, you know? <laughs> it's not, uh, <laughs> okay. It gets worse, folks. I would never drive a Tesla. Screw Tesla. F Tesla even. What? And you know why? It's not just it's not cuz all the reasons you think. I don't trust AI. I'll say it. I'll go I'll go I'll be edgy. I don't trust AI. You know why I don't trust AI? Native Americans taught us not to trust AI. Native Americans had a song about AI. You remember it? AI That got me the light. It's okay, guys. I had my reservations about that joke, too. I hate sexism. I hate sexism in all art forms. Um, one thing that I've noticed that is sexist is, like, there is a girl version of the band Kiss that tours, and there's, like, a girl version of the band Aerosmith. And if you know, you've noticed this, right? There's all these girl versions of guy bands, but there's no guy versions of girl bands. So I've decided... I'm going to do something about that. I'm starting up an all-male tribute band, a tribute to the band The Cranberries. We're going to be called The Manberries. <laughs> What's in your head? In your head? Zombie, zombie. Sorry. That joke is not, not what it seems. You have to let it linger. I'm Josh Kahn, you guys. Give it up for Pam Benjamin. Please donate at mutinyradio.fm today. Yay, yay. Keep it going for Josh Kahn. Yay. That was funny. He was talking about marriage. Yeah, um, I was married. I actually got my first STD through marriage. Right? No, it's sexually transmitted debt. That's actually what you get when you get married. Marriage just a contract, everybody. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, you get love? That's a construct. Marriage is a contract. We can all learn words together. I'm a feminist. I can read. Woo! My favorite thing about feminism is that people are like, it's not, the patriarchy isn't real. It's not real. And I'm like, it's pervasive in our language, right? Right? Like when you have sex for the first time, what do you break? You're hymen. Hymen. Hi, I can have sex with all of you now. Hymen. Not political, is it, right? Oh, when you, when you, when you, uh, you get your, your monthly, your lady time. What's it called? Menstruation. Ha 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 ha. Menstruation. It's the one thing you can literally never do. You put your name all over it. And you think it's gross. Menstruation. The one I do understand, I'm going through it right now, it's menopause. And men are certainly pausing on me. They're like, whoa, how old is she? Like, what's going on over there? I get real pissed off, though, because the one feminine prefix we get. What do we get? Herpes. You give us herpes. Oh, that's what we get. Yeah, and just because I give my ex-boyfriend a beach while I have a little herpes, you call me manipulative. <laughs> cool. Your next comedian, she's a super funny lady. You're going to love her so much. Put your hands together. Everybody, it's Rachel Pinson. 
Hey, ladies, if you're a feminist, make some noise. Two, okay. Hey, men, if you're a feminist, just shut up. Just shut up already. Like, you had your turn, okay? It's our turn now. This is the ninth anniversary of Pam's doing comedy. She turned nine today, everyone. Yeah, she did. Which means you started in 2011? Uh, yeah, 2011. Nine years. 2011. What were you guys doing? What were you guys doing in 2011? All right, I'm glad you asked me. What was I doing? Um, I was doing a lot of traveling in those days. I was like one of those like traveling homeless hippies like on Hate Street that you ironically hate, you know? Uh, I was in Arkansas with my friend Spirit. There was a hurricane that went through. <laughs> we were sneaking into this festival. Have any of you been to Arkansas? Good, good for you. Uh, it's cool. The cool thing about Arkansas is that there are so many quartz crystals just littered all over the ground, everywhere. So many quartz. You're nodding. You're like, ah, have you heard about Arkansas diamonds? Yeah, it's a thing. They're not real diamonds. They just look like it, you know? <laughs> so I was in this caravan full of hippies. We collected all these rocks all these shiny, beautiful quartz crystal rocks. And then we snuck into this festival and because it rained, everyone, they were like sneaking over the fence and getting chased by security. And I was like, nah, dude, I just like took my blind shih tzu, like trudged through the mud with like a group of people. Like, hey, I'm supposed to be here. And it was cool, I got in. And all these people who weren't from Arkansas that were there, they would trade us all kinds of crazy things for these crystals, man. You know, like like weed, which is great because you're in Arkansas, like where are you gonna find weed, you know? like like beers, all kinds of stuff. But all the locals are like, you're gonna try to sell us your rocks? Like we step on these every day. Like we don't, we're tired of these rocks. So it's like the last day of the festival, the festival's over. And like, I'm tripping balls, man. <laughs> like, and I got this blind shih tzu and there's this bus that went from the campground to the, uh, to the festival over and over. And I found like the most comfortable place was just to stay on this bus with my dog because it was so warm and so beautiful. And then at, at the end, they were like, no, you have to get off. This is the last stop. So I'm sitting there. I'm like still tripping. I got this dog. This guy is like, here, here's a chair. I find my road dog's car. I'm like waiting for him because all my gear's there. I'm like cold. And then he finally comes. And I was like, ah, oh, spirit, finally. You know, that's, that's so good. And then he's like looking, we're looking at this landscape and it's so beautiful. Like the, the sky was amazing. It was like this mountainscape, it was dawn. And he's like, this is the perfect place for DMT. Like we should smoke some DMT. Like is there a DMT, is there a Deemster Ferry anywhere, anywhere, Deemster Ferry? And then some guy comes up and he's just like, did I hear DMT? We were like, yeah, are you the Deemster Ferry? Is this like, well, I don't have DMT, but what I do have is ayahuasca. So he pulls out, the, <laughs> yeah, it's true. And he pulls out this plastic bottle full of, like muddy water. And he's like, this is enough for two doses, like one really strong dose, two good doses. And I'm like, I'm good, man. And he's like, well, he's like, it's $50. And Spirit's like, well, I don't have any money. 
but I got shiny rocks. And he pulls out this like slab of quartz crystals. And this guy's like, yeah, I'll trade some of this ayahuasca for those quartz crystals. Flash forward. So I'm drinking ground score beers and spirits in the spirit realm. He like picks up this awning. He's like shaking around. He's like, this is my squirrely do. And I squirrely do. And you squirrely don't. I squirrely over here. And <laughs> And then the security came, tried to take it from him, and he's like, no, my squiddly. And I'm like, I think he's got that uh, undercover, so I'm, I'm good. Like, he's, he's, I'm going to go take a shower. I come out, and this girl is like, hey, ma'am, you're going to have to leave because the festival's over, and at 7.30, we're going to have to clean up. We're going to call the cops if you're still here. And your friend over there, and Spirit's like, just shake him back. He's too drunk to drive, so you're going to have to figure out your way out of here. And I'm like, oh, shit, you're right. And, like, I'm super drunk because I've been drinking ground score beers all day. So I take my blind shih tzu. I'm, like, walking over. I run into spirit. And he's like, it's time to leave. And I'm like, yes, it is. And he's like, you're not driving. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not. So we get in the car, and we, we drive down the road. And he looks at me, and he's like, I have never driven on ayahuasca before. This is crazy. And we survived. Anyway, that's the story. <laughs> that's where I was when Cam Pam started doing comedy. I was in Arkansas tripping balls with a blind shih tzu. I was just seeing eye human. <laughs> I like California, though. Like, I remember, like, when I was, like, a homeless hippie sleeping in the park, someone steals my backpack. I'm like, what? You're going to steal my backpack? There's nothing in there but a bunch of dirty clothes were they gonna sell my underwear like because i was gonna sell my crusty underwear man they took my hustle that's not nice yeah that's right like little entrepreneurs take some notes <laughs> one time one time I, I was in atlanta and this guy's like hey I, this shit's uh things are messed up man things are messed up man i just got arrested and all I was doing was making love to my girlfriend in her own home. It just happens that we were homeless. <laughs> I thought it was another guy. All right, bye. Yay! Rachel Pinson, everyone! Keep putting your hands together and clapping them in a slappy-like motion. Clean comedy. Are you all distanced enough? Be distanced, please. We really want you to be safe. I promise. Yay, yay, we're all here for comedy and I love it. Yay, hey, she's in shape, it's so good. That's the thing, I've been wondering like why have only 55 people died in San Francisco? And that's because everyone's healthy here. Like <laughs> no one eats corn syrup or like is obese. Like there, I don't see, we're, I mean, everybody's taking care of themselves and that's why, I guess, I don't know. I don't know how it works. I don't know what's happening in the world. <laughs> Someone tell me, yay. Um, I know, and hey, uh, I'll just put a plug in the middle. Uh, Mutiny Radio has enough money to survive until October 1st. So you uh, put in the, you, I'll count the pennies, you count the dollars, or different, I don't know, whatever. Every penny counts. Your next comedian, he's been doing an amazing thing here at the station. So when COVID started, all the comedians were like, oh, we're all going to do these Zoom open mics. And we were like, those suck. And he was like, I'm going to, they do, they are terrible. But he, he was the first person who thought to revolutionize the concept of Zoom. And he's like, how can we use the radio and Zoom together in a constructive way that 
helps me. No, it's uh, no, he writes scripts. No, it's super genius. So he writes these scripts, and then all these people from all over join the Zoom call, and it works because we're reading a script together, and it's been really magical and quite amazing. And I think that he's grown a lot. We, you can listen to him throwing beats down now every Tuesday from 2 to 4. Clap your hands together. He's going to do a clean set. I don't know what that means from this particular comedian. <laughs> Everybody has Warhol Kaufman. Yay! Yeah, yeah, we invented 1940s radio. <laughs> Bow down. Should I use my one F-bomb right at the top, or what do you? <laughs> I contractually have one. All right, clean, clean humor, kid-friendly, let's do this. People, uh, they say pulling out doesn't work. But actually, pulling out the fetus is 100% effective. <laughs> it's very consistent. People say my jokes are too dark. That's racist. <laughs> Let's do some history. Uh, I was doing some research. Did you know that Europeans stole the concept of zero? Yeah, from the Middle East and from the South Americans, Europe stole the zero. People of color can't have nothing. <laughs> it's a shame. I like to masturbate off of the balcony. Rachel's neighbors think I have a candle. Everyone's been freaking out about the loss of toilet paper, you know, like, oh, no, hoarding toilet paper. I don't even need toilet paper. I just use prayer. <laughs> Next level thinking. Uh, have you ever heard, they say, when in Rome? That's why I went to Birkenau. My friend... Sam loves it. Sam's educated. Uh, you guys like D&D? Yeah, drinking and driving is pretty cool. I agree. It's all right. I was hanging out with my friend the other day, and she was bragging. She was like, I am 100% Marxist. 100. I was like, Pam, there's five of us. There's five of us here. Like, you could be at most 20% Marxist. That's just how that works. And then she wouldn't share the wine. If your girl listens to currency, she is cheating on you. All right, this can I get vulnerable? All right, listen, this is true. Every time I make love to someone my brother's age, I feel weird, my little brother's age, you know? Like, every time I make love to someone who's the same age as my younger brother, I just feel weird. Like, it's like, I could have been making love to my brother this entire time. <laughs> All right, you wanna hear some jokes now? All right, let's tell some jokes. Uh, I, was, I was reading the newspaper, so let's play, uh, it's the newest game I've been seeing in the news. It's such a fun game, let's play. It's called lynching or suicide. 
What's it? Which is it? You know, it's like a, I, I thought Chappelle was gonna host it as a game show. Like, come on down. No, like, cut him on down. What does he win, Johnny? Well, he doesn't have to deal with white people anymore. No, I'm inspired. I'm really inspired because you know uh, Malcolm X was always talking about the bullet or the ballot, you know. And Joe Biden's winning in his state of dementia. Like, I hope no one puts two ballots in Joe's head. Have a nice night. Uh, woo! Oh! He does that. He does that. He just decides he's done. And it's like, okay, you were a host and you had no heads up. That's cool. No, it's cool. I can work on the fly. That's good. Sorry, I was, I was noticing that Dre was here. That was fun, wasn't it? He was clean. He did clean. Can you imagine? Isn't it a funny, like, tenuous place between... It's like chemistry, right? Or biology. Remember remember when you were in biology and they, like, made you take the onion apart and then you looked at it through the thing and you're like, oh, that's tough. I learned so much in chemistry. I, I've wanted to abduct a fifth grader for a while to try to win the science fair. Is any, was, did anybody win the science fair? Any winners? None of you are winners. Nobody won the science fair here. Did you want third place? That counts. Anybody else win the science fair? We're all losers here. That's exciting. Okay, cool. I have a science fair idea that I want to do, right? Because I'm an alcoholic. Uh, I want, I throw up a lot in the mornings. I don't know if this happens to other, other people drink a lot. Throw up in the mornings. You drink all that water, right? Well, here's the thing. If you've got 38 degree water, you got eight ounces of it and you pound it, Right? And then it takes, what, 22 minutes, 23 minutes, and you vomit it into a cup. And then you get a small child to take its temperature. How many calories did I burn being an alcoholic? Right? It starts at 38 degrees in my body for 22 minutes. What is it, 86 degrees? Boom. Do you know basic chemistry? Anybody? Just me? Am I the smartest alcoholic on the street? What? <sighs> just saying just want to win the science fair that's all I'm saying <laughs> your next comedian I don't even have I, I, I have oh I know who it is it's you are you ready okay it's fine put your hands together everybody it's Sam Carroll yay it's nice to see you all here how many of you have essential jobs? Are we essential right now? Who has an essential job? So the rest of you are collecting unemployment? Yeah, you collecting unemployment? You are. That's, that's unbelievable. Sir, do you have any side hustles? Any side hustles that you want to report to the federal government? Anything? <laughs> Nothing? All right, he's clean, he's good. It's hard to infiltrate you comics, damn. That, well, now I gotta tell jokes now. I got, now I gotta make it look like, you know, it wasn't an act. But it is an act, and it's prepared, because I'm a great federal agent. <laughs> you know, I, but, but before, I got this lesbian joke, right? It's bad, because I'm in the government. So, you know, you know the word lesbian, right? You know the word lesbian? You know where it comes from? The Greek island of Lesbos, where, where, where lesbians were banished to for their abhorrent sexual behaviors by Greek men and their 10-year-old boyfriends. Wow, this is easier than I thought. <laughs> you know, you know the mayor, you know the mayor tried to say that porn stars are not essential workers. 
Pornography is not a sin. Can you believe that? How does the mayor sleep at night? Probably like me, by rubbing one out. <laughs> I don't know, man. What'd she think was going to happen, too, sending cops to porn sets? You know what happens when cops go to porn sets? You know what happens when cops go to porn sets? You seen this? You seen it? Yeah, it's the same thing that every time happens every time cops go to porn sets. <laughs> it's <laughs> they waste taxpayer money. It's every <laughs> it's what seen it a million times. <laughs> All right, I want to get a little bit. I want to get a little bit. I want to get a little bit deep here for a second. My my uh, my good friend of mine. You know he. Uh, he lost his job recently, and he called the suicide hotline. It's a great move to see if there are any openings. Yeah, yeah. See if there are, any. and there were. And he got a job as a volunteer. He didn't know that though. He thought he was being paid in cash and not purpose, you know. But he called me up. He was like, "Hey, did you know this suicide hotline gig was pro bono?" I was like, "Yeah. What'd you expect?" He goes, "Commission." <laughs> like, well, like you're, like you're pitching people their lives, like it's on QVC, like it's a product they can't live without. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, that's good, that's good. You mind if you mind if I have that? I'm like, yeah, sure, but I want royalties. You guys got moms, all of you? We mo are we a mom crowd? Do we all have moms? You guys are gonna hella relate to this then. You know, uh, my mom's my mom's real nervous lately, as I'm sure a lot of your moms are. She's been calling me late at night. That's when she wants to talk. She's like, Sam, I'm nervous. I'm nervous I'm going to die. Die of COVID. I'm like, Mom, of COVID? Mom, of COVID? That's ridiculous, of COVID. You're already dead. Oh, he fucked it up. Okay, all right, all right, all right. All right. Oh, yes, that is one. We're working clean. I didn't even know we're working clean. I'm just naturally clean because I'm a federal agent. <laughs> My mom's nervous. She's going to die. It's whatever. People are like, you shouldn't make that joke. You know, it could happen. You know? You don't want to jinx it. You don't want your mom to die. Because my mom is alive. That, w my, uh, that was a joke about my mom being dead and she's alive. But if God killed my mom because I made that joke, that must mean one thing. That he has a terrific sense of humor. And he must love me, and he would never kill mommy. <laughs> no, my mom is alive. She's she's very much alive, and she's worried. She's uh, you know, she's worried. She's worried. She, the other day, she sat me and my sister down. She was like, "Sam, before I die, I want grandchildren out of you too." I was like, "Mom, don't you think they'd come out a little messed up?" Just come on, at the littlest bit. And then my sister goes, my sister chimes in, right? She goes, yeah, especially like, you know, with the climate, politically speaking, you know, now wouldn't be the best time to let the world know that me and my brother are having intercourse. <laughs> I didn't know how to make that clean. I'm sorry. It's a lot more v verbatious when I'm not allowed to use swear words. <laughs> yeah, good word. <laughs> Thank you. Making up words. I had one friend, he had lost his job to, uh, one of my buddies lost his job to automation. You know, a robot took his job and then fucked his girlfriend. All right, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Oh, he did two swears. Bad boy, bad boy, everybody. Sam Carroll.
If we get in trouble, it's your fault. He had, he's the only one who's sworn yet. Sam Carroll, everybody clap it up. Yay. No, no, you can clap it up for him. It's okay. He, he messed up. See how I almost said the F swear and I didn't? That's because I'm an adult and I can curb my language. <laughs> no, he's very funny. Sam Carroll. Yay. Yay. People are going inside. Because they have to pee. But we're technically closed to the public. And thank you for hanging out. And you can always give us money in that jar, which is very exciting. And we have more comedians. Actually, our next comedian, she is so amazing. She's all over California, even. She came from Sacramento originally. Crazy things happen in her life. She lives here now. She's amazing. She's hilarious. She's been on this show. She's one of our favorites. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Drea Myers. Yay! It's me, clap it up for me. Yes, I am using a mic condom, thank you. <laughs> it's crazy, that's what it sounds like when I'm having sex too, it's insane. It's like the exact same sound effects. <laughs> I am horny, anyone else horny? <laughs> he put two hands, he was like right here. Who's hooking up right now? Is anyone hooking up during COVID? Oh. <laughs> They're pointing at you, sir, in the glasses. <laughs> I saw this article that was like how to hook up during COVID, and it said just lay down and masturbate next to each other. That's all it said. <laughs> That's all it said. That was the only tip. Um, I'm going on four months of COVID celibacy, you guys. Thank you. Four months of forced COVID celibacy. I'm starting to understand why incels commit mass shootings. Just in the line at Target, just horny and sexually frustrated, just looking around like, one more person, make a sound! Do it! I'm like, oh, that's why. Uh, school children must be super horny. Um... That was bad. That was a bad tag. Uh, <laughs> I'm also getting older. I'm not quite a cougar. I'm like a young puma. Yes, I'm a young puma without dental insurance. <laughs> so I'm a saber-toothed tiger. What's good? If you want that prehistoric, get at me. I got it. All day. Let's go digging for fossils. Um, <laughs> Oh, man. You're probably wondering how old I am, uh, but I never tell people my exact age. I never say my exact age. If you want to know how old I am, you got to count the circles on my vagina like a tree. <laughs> yeah. Some of them are harder to count because they're smaller and closer together. Uh, those were the dry years. <laughs> those were the years of the droughts, everyone. <laughs> um, Another, another time I'm getting older, I'm starting to ovulate super hard, you guys. Can you tell by these hips or no? Once a month, my hips just grow like five inches, like we're ready to birth. Let's do this. My body's just trying to have a baby against my will, you guys. I'm like, calm down, body. Um, but I am ovulating. I'm ovulating so hard, I went to go pee, and I pulled an entire six-pack of egg whites out of my vagina. Ever happened to anyone else in this crowd? You could have fried that up in a pan, you guys. 
Could have served it to all the gluten-free, bougie brunch broads and called it an ovulate. Karen would have been like, are these eggs locally raised? And they'd be like, yeah, we just pulled them off Drea this morning. They're cage free. And they're brown. <laughs> My eggs are getting old, y'all. They're turning brown. It's more like I got the egg substitute powder. You feel me? You just, you just blow it out, add water. And then you can jizz in it. You know what I mean? That's, that's how it works. That's how it works. That is how it works now at my age. <laughs> uh, I'm also starting to like older men. I'm starting to like older men, you guys. Yeah. I like when they got gray hair, but then they have like a super hot face. So I'm just like, oh, it's like a well-aged bottle of whiskey. You know what I mean? You just want to like take them down off the shelf, dust them off, and remind them what it's like to be swallowed. Thank you. That is technically a clean joke. Um, yes. <laughs> Every time I adjust, it's like sound effects. Um, yeah, I'm not a lesbian right now. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like I look like a lesbian because I'm wearing like a leather jacket and like Vans. I don't know. feels very lesbian-ish. Uh, I am bisexual though. That's how I know sexuality is not a choice because I'm trying to stop taking wiener and it ain't working. I'm like, dude, does anybody have a 12-step program to stop taking wiener? I don't usually say wiener, but I can't say the other word because this is a clean show. So we're saying wiener. Um, I think I'm on like the ninth step. I'm on like the apologizing step. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Um, yes, I am bisexual though. Uh, I have no game with women at all, you guys. My game with women, I feel like my game with women is the same game that was used on me when I was like 17, you know what I mean? Like my game is very uh, prepubescent. Like I'm just like, pretty much I only know how to like hold the door open for a lady and then be like, oh, you look good. And that's it, that's all. <laughs> or I can like cat call, that's it. It's the only difference. It's the only thing I know how to do. Um, yes. What else? I'm starting to look at things differently. Like uh, I used to look at older women and all I would see was age. But now I look at older women and I see like stories and and layers and complexities and wisdom, you know what I mean? Because I'm getting older. I used to look at older men and all I would see was money. Yeah, but now I'm looking at older men and I see money and stable housing. <laughs> right? I'll see like a six-year-old man with white hair walking down the street, I'll be like. What's your name, white picket fence? <laughs> like, how you doing, Mr. Breakfast Nook? You know what I mean? Just driving down the street, rolling down my window like, hey, yo, pa, what that FICO score look like? Because it looks like real retired from over here. You look like you got like a two bedroom. I was just saying, you look like you're about a two bedroom. I don't know. <laughs> I know, 
gotta stop flirting with him on stage. I gotta stop. <laughs> uh, dude, I just have like toys on stage. I'm just like, all right, let me play with this one. <laughs> oh man, it's horrible. Uh, what else? So I got a crooked leg. Can you guys tell or no? It's this one. It like goes in. It's crooked. I broke it. I broke it in three places like a year ago. Guess how I broke it, you guys. Guess. Uh, I fainted on Bart, everybody. I fainted on Bart. Has anyone else ever fainted on Bart? Hell no, just me. That's it. You know what they told me, too, when I went to the ER? Uh, the nurse told me I'm too damn tall to be standing for that long with my arms over my head. <laughs> she said there wasn't enough the blood to circulate through this entire organism for that, you know, that long stretch between West Oakland and uh, Barcadero is too long for this body. I fainted, passed out, broke my leg, you guys. Uh, but I will say I had just moved here from Sacramento, so it was a trip, like, it was, it was a trip going from being annoyed by the medical emergency on BART to becoming the medical emergency on BART. I was like, damn, that's what happens when they announce this? It was like being backstage at a comedy show for the first time. I was like, that's what happens? <laughs> like, basically, they announced there's been a medical emergency. Uh, they stopped the train. The BART driver came out. He took one look at me. He was like, oh, yeah, that's broken. <laughs> and then they, <laughs> they called the EMTs. The EMTs came. They loaded me up on a stretcher. They took me out through the escalator, up through the exit. He still made me swipe my clipper card on the way out, y'all. Yes, cold world. Clap it up for me. Thank you so much. Drea Myers, yay! They made her swipe the clipper card. I can't believe it. That's like how right now parking tickets are essential. How is that possible? How in the COVID times are the parking tickets essential? That was me being uh, Cosby. That was my Cosby impression. <laughs> the parking tickets are essential. <laughs> How is it possible that the parking ticket put bops? <laughs> Just I'm confused as to what's what's real, what's not real. Hey, it's COVID time. Your next comedian. What a what a joy. What a drink of water. He's he's ready to be clean for his first time here at Mutiny Radio. Clap your hands together for Luke Moore. Yay! You can't have that outside in the parking lot. Folks. Row, row, row v. Wade. Abortion, abortion, abortion. Abortion, 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 abortion. Abortion, abortion, abortion. Thank you, thank you. My name is Luke Moore. I was a household name in the house that I grew up in. Thank you, thank you. Uh, you know, times are getting tough. You know, I might have to move back to Texas. I don't know. We'll see. Not excited. You know why? Because the death penalty is in Texas. You know? Which, you know, you don't, you don't want to get on death row. I understand that. But it would be cool to be famous. You get to be famous for a day. The government, The governor talks about you, you know, for a day. You get to pick your last meal on death row. I know my last meal, I don't know what it will be, but I just know I want Guy Fieri to cook it. <laughs> you know, he's already making last meals. Just like slowly, you know, they're so unhealthy, they just slowly kill you, right? 
I just like the idea of Guy Fieri being like, oh, me, I have to make it. Like, yeah, Guy, it's the law, you know. <laughs> it's the law. You have to make it. They, The prisoner said, I want Guy Fieri to make the food. So you have to, you know. You're a slave to the state now, Guy. Shit, man. Hey, real, real quick, before I get started, does anybody have a wall charger I can borrow? I need to charge my walls. Okay. You know, real quick, before I get started, uh, I need to clear my throat. Alright. I think I'm good now. Times are tough. You know, the future's getting pretty bad. I think Billy Joel could never write a sequel to We Didn't Start the Fire.